0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. So that I think is why it can be so powerful in meditation because you're connecting to something very old and very ancient and that has a lot of like power behind it. You're not placing the burden of how you feel on to someone else. Like, you know, you're fully accepting how you feel. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age. Hi. (laughs) It's me, Rohini. Happy Wednesday. Um, I'm not planning on crying this episode, who knows though, but yeah, last week's episode was fucking intense in a good way, and it sounds like a lot of you really resonated with it, which is so, so special and really means a lot. The messages that I've gotten about the episode really warm my heart, so just fucking love you guys, and let's get into today's episode. Again, I don't have a super structured plan for it, but there are definitely a few things that have been on my mind this week that I just want to talk about. So let's get into it. Okay, so lots has happened. Um, I got a past life regression reading and healing um, which I posted about that on my podcast Instagram, and everyone was like, "Bitch, you better talk about it." So don't worry, I'm gonna. Um, for those of you who are wanting to get one, I got it by uh, this woman named Zena. I believe her Instagram is yeah, Guided by Zina, Zena, Z E N A. So you can look her up. She's a uh, Reiki master and um also is you know an intuitive, and basically walked me through. Um d- Okay, let's see how do I even explain this? So I am someone that believes in past lives. I always have. When I was younger, I had um, memories of my past lives, and I would talk about my mom and in, pa- in the past life when I was like three. So I've always believed in that, and I think it's super, super interesting and super cool. And now that I've been learning a lot more about spirituality and the soul and the soul's journey, And just the concept of a soul, and how, from what I've gathered and what I believe, uh, you know, your soul really keeps going on and on and on, and it takes many forms and many bodies, and it goes through many things. But each time, the essence of who you are is still within you. And at some point in your life, you have, hopefully, that's the goal. You have a reawakening to who your soul really is and what the purpose, your life's purpose is, your soul's purpose. So. I really believe that my whole cancel culture extravaganza was my soul's purpose, um, my soul's awakening, my spiritual awakening, and so it was painful, but it was also so beautiful because it's brought me everything that I've learned now, and it's really just crazy how this whole, all, this all works, like how the universe works, how the souls work, and how beautifully architected it all is. Um, My past life kind of trauma has been, I've been uh, publicly persecuted for uh, my beliefs and speaking my truth. And I just think it's amazing that what woke me up to my soul was me being persecuted publicly in this modern day and age that shows up as on social media. (laughs) like in a past life, maybe I was burned at a stake being a witch and like having rocks thrown at me or something. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't gone into that life yet. I'm a little bit nervy about that one. So I'm working my way up to it. But in this modern day and age, it's like cancel culture. That's how it's coming out. And I just think that's so amazing that 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 showed up that way. And it really made me awaken to my soul. And it's like that pain and those feelings, um, just reminded my soul, like, ouch, I've been here before. And then boom, everything started flooding in and I've become aware of my purpose and my, my like spiritual gifts. I don't know if I want to say gifts, although that's, I guess what it's called, but my like psychic abilities and abilities to channel and like heal, and I've really started to work on that and practice that, which is so cool and so just interesting and like infinite, infinite possibilities and also super deep, which I kind of showed you guys last week. I've just been, like I said, everything's really been on the surface. But anywho, long way of going back to my story, I got a really amazing psychic greeting by this woman named Nikki Novo a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And, um... You can look her up. She's, again, I think I said this already, but she's taking the summer off, so there's going to be a wait if you want to book with her. And she is pretty expensive, but it for it was well worth the money um, for me because I just learned so, so much. But anyway, she has this woman, Zena that she's trained and works with her. And Zena like, specializes in past life regressions and healings. So I booked a reading with her, had that on Tuesday, and it was incredibly powerful. So basically, she we zoomed and, um, we, she kind of walked me through a meditation. Um, so I lay down on the ground and she walked me through a meditation that brought me to meet my, one of my past lives. And basically she just kind of talked to me about what I've been going through and like, what's, what's going on. And the message that was clear was show me the first time that I've ever, um, felt guilty or ashamed or scared to speak my truth or like persecuted for sharing my truth. And the, what I saw was just amazing. And I did not expect it because I, Nikki said that in the past life, I was a witch or something like that and was persecuted in the kind of more classic fashion that witches are persecuted. (laughs) Um, I'm, I don't know why I'm laughing, but (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. But anyway, that's what I was expecting. And that was not at all what I found. And it's incredible because this, this. (sighs) So basically, from what I understand, these patterns keep coming up over and over and over until you become aware of this pattern and you heal this pattern. So in this life, I think I am finally able to heal this pattern of me being persecuted for speaking my truth and being scared to speak my truth. And this has been happening to my soul for a very, very long time, over and over again. So it's pretty fucking cool that I get to do that in this life. And it also explains why I've had so much fear of just sharing what's going on on social media and with my... Not my friends, like my close friends, I talk about it, but just... uh, like a weird fear of people thinking I'm kind of strange and out there which I d- like I don't really care. I don't know. It's like a, an, a, in the forefront I don't care, but there's still something deep within me that's like, "No, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Like people are going to think you're fucking weird and like throw eggs at your house or something. I don't know. <laughs> so basically um there's a, a method to kind of walk you into this. It's like a visualization that you go into in your mind and um, you walk through a bunch of doors and I'm not going to, you know, really walk through it. Cause it's again, like not the space for that. And she's the professional. So if you want to do this, I would definitely recommend going to her. But basically, um, I met one of my past lives and he is a little boy or was a little boy, about eight years old, black hair, tan skin, really bright eyes, like humongous eyes with really dark eyelashes. Um, kind of like greenish blue, really deep, huge eyes. And he was a seer. Um, and this is like a very long time ago. I don't know if it was like ancient Turkey or Mesopotamia. Like it felt like a really, really, really long time ago. There was no modern technology whatsoever. It was all sand floors, sand streets, clay houses, um, like People were doing laundry in the streets, just, you know, using the old methods of doing laundry and hanging up clothes and things. And the clothing was very old and I didn't hear a lang- like it wasn't English. Like I didn't hear a language that I understood. So basically this little boy, me, <laughs> which is funny to, to say that, like my soul in this body, this boy, um, he was a seer and he was able to predict uh, the crops and the weather and things about the village and just, he could just see things and his dad thought that was very weird and was very uncomfortable with that and really didn't like that. And so the dad beat him, um, and the mom was too scared to step in to protect the boy because she was scared of the husband too. So I just saw this, this whole scene of the dad beating the boy and the mom was just in the corner too scared. Like she knew, she knew it was going on. And I kind of had the inkling that she also could see, see things um, like psychic abilities, but she was too scared and she repressed it. And so this boy was just totally vulnerable and he w- didn't understand. He would just run in and be really excited to tell his parents about what he saw or what he learned And he was just met with violence and he felt really sad and alone and vulnerable. And so, um, and he wore like a wooden necklace that had some type of symbol on it. I'm not sure exactly what the symbol was, but it was some type of ancient symbol. And um, so basically she had me like go through all that, feel all the feelings that he was feeling, which was super, super interesting. Like I totally felt my whole body was... Flooded with anxiety and fear, and very intense. And I was like fidgeting and really like just anxious and not comfortable. Um, and I just really wanted to run away. That was the feeling I kept getting. it's just want to let me out of here. Let me out of here. Um, and so she had me feel all that and then uh, kind of see see why that was happening and f- try to find forgiveness for the dad and for the mom. And I was able to see like the dad that's all he ever knew he was raised in violence and abuse too and that's just all he's ever known and um so basically I like she told me to uh, cloak everyone in white light which is a, ba- a, a, a usual healing technique and also just for you like if you're ever meditating and you're feeling really negative you can just cover yourself in white lights like protection and healing um so She had me cover everyone in white light, including the little boy and forgive, forgive them, send them forgiveness and forgive the little boy and like have me talk to the little boy and just say like, I hear you. I understand you. I feel your pain. I'm like, I'm here for you. I love you. You're safe. All these things. And it was really like really powerful. And I started tearing up when I was doing that. And um, then I saw him, I saw like the family hugging And then I saw this little boy like running through a field and just running to the edge of this like field on this cliff and just like putting his hands up and being like, yeah, like he just felt really free and awesome and excited and just happy. So that was amazing. And then I got to see him later in life too. And he had a great life and he became a farmer and he was able to predict the crops and the weather. And so he had thriving crops and it was really nice. (laughs) So basically... It was fucking crazy. And so then after that, so after we healed that, um, basically, she did a, she's a Reiki master, as I said. So she went through and like healed, put some healing on my different chakras that are blocked. And I had a lot of cords on my throat chakra, which again, the throat chakra is where you speak your truth. And that's always the one that's blocked for me. So she like uh, helped me heal that and sent me white light energy to heal the different chakras and things. Again, if you're like, it, it just, those of you listening that are like, what the fuck, this is really out there. Like I totally understand. I respect where you are at on your journey. And I'm simply just sharing because there are, I know a lot of people listening that really do want to hear about it. So if this is not your cup of tea, totally understand. Um, but I'm just sharing my experience. So take it as you will. Um, and afterwards I just felt like I was not in my body. I was vibrating. I was completely like out, just out of my body. That's all I can really say. And so she's like, this is very normal. Um, You're going to want to drink some hot tea and go out on a walk in nature and really be gentle with yourself. Take a bath tonight. Really relax and like get back in your body because the energy is just very, very intense. And um, I can feel like when she was giving me Reiki healing through, through the phone, Um, cause you don't need to be in person to do this. It's just energy and energy, you know, energy is always there. So she was healing my throat and I could, my throat started heating up. It's so cool. Like it's so fucking amazing. I love, I love it. It's so cool. So amazing what the possibilities are, you know, like life is really, really cool. (laughs) So yeah, after that, I just, drank some tea, ginger lemon tea, and just kind of sat, and I journaled a l- about it a little bit, and it was very powerful, and I'm still, you know, still uncovering that, and I can just still see that little boy so clearly in my mind, and it's really, I just feel like he's with me now that I've, like, identified him. I just feel like he's with me, and I'm just so proud of him, and, like, uh, I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but it was a, it was an incredible experience, and um, hopefully, the goal of that is that I'll be able to share my truth more freely and not feel so scared and restrained and like vulnerable and unsafe speaking my truth and sharing my gifts basically because she said like in all my lives I've had these psychic gifts or seeing abilities but I've been too scared or I've shown I've shared them and then been punished for them and so I've just had this ongoing fear of sharing them and that really resonates so (laughs) I'm really wanting to let go of all that fear. I've just been practicing, like, writing and meditating, like, releasing all this fear, releasing this skin of insecurity and vulnerability and just really fucking trying to step into all this because it's really powerful. And I'm like, well, if I have this ability to help other people heal too, not just me, but to help other people heal through these gifts, then... Like, I need to do that. Like, it would be very selfish to not do that. Like, the whole point of me being here is to help. There's literally no other reason for me to exist but to help and help, like, raise the consciousness and spread, you know, love and light. So if I am too scared, like, me being too scared is super, super selfish, so I just need to get over that. (laughs) And I want to get over it, and I want to be able to help people. So I've been practicing channeling and um, getting messages and healing, being able to heal my friends and get messages for them, and I've had some really cool experiences, and just this morning, I've just been practicing every day, and just this morning, um, my brother, he asked me about, because he's been very, he's very tapped in, and he's been kind of a step ahead of me in terms of all my, like, gifts. He's like, I know you can do all this. Like, he he's just been able to see what I wasn't able to see with my abilities, I guess. And um, so he's like, if, if you... He has a certain, like, health thing going on, and he was wanting me to try to tap in and figure out what the cause of it was. So I was working on that this morning in my meditation, and I got some answers, and it's just so... It's so cool. So yeah <laughs> my psychic also said that that's gonna be something on my my journey is like when I coach people or i'm I'm gonna be doing group readings or one on one readings and like channeling for people and healing through that. so that's really cool and also really like intense and a big a big responsibility. So I just want to yeah, be able to carry that and fully fully step into that role so literally so insane i cannot believe how different i am this year than last year like i cannot believe <laughs> how different i am oh so crazy <laughs> that which is a big thing big 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 mind-blowing life-changing fucking altering everything about me news I suppose um but I also have been looking into more mantras this is just going on another tangent here going looking into more mantras because um I was learning Ziva meditation. If you guys have trouble meditating, I would definitely recommend checking her out. Ziva meditation just has an online course, um, that teaches another style of meditation. Um, and basically they tell you different mantras and you repeat the mantra and that helps you become into like, come into your awareness and kind of focus your mind. And it is like a fast tracked way to meditate, um, from what I've learned or gathered so far in my experience. But I was looking up other mantras because, um, I just wanted to see, you know, what other ones were out there, like ancient mantras. And the one that resonated the most with me was aham prema, which is I am divine love. And so I've been just repeating that during meditation and it's been super, super great and very beautiful thing to just tell yourself. And like throughout the day too, I just repeat that in my head, aham prema, aham prema. And I think I'm going to get that maybe tattooed (laughs) on me in some tattoo. I'm not going to get it in Sanskrit because I am not fluent in Sanskrit. So I don't really want to get that. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I I have a lot of reverence for Sanskrit because my parents, their religion, all of the texts are in Sanskrit. And so I've like grown up hearing it and seeing it. And I just, I don't know something about it. Like I don't want to get, Sanskrit tattooed on me unless I am able to actually read it, which I am not. So I think I'm just going to get the words Aham Prema" on me somewhere. Um, so that's that. And there are a lot of other great mantras too, like Satya, um, Om. It's a classic, classic. <laughs> so if you guys are wanting mantras to focus on during meditation to help you like drop into it, Um I would just recommend looking some up and seeing what resonates with you. And there are, like, make sure they're, or not make sure, I don't know. uh, (laughs) So there's a lot of people say mantras, like, oh, my mantra is I am worthy, I'm capable, or whatever. That's not, technically, the core definition of a mantra or, like, the root of mantra is not that. Like, those are more affirmations, and those are beautiful, and those also have their place. But, like, a mantra is an ancient sacred you know word or phrase that is very like very powerful and has a lot of hidden meaning and like juice behind it so that I think is why it can be so powerful in meditation because you're connecting to something very old and very ancient and that has a lot of like power behind it so because when I googled like mantras a lot of stuff popped up that I'm like well I don't necessarily think that is a real mantra if you're go into the root of it so just wanted to put that out there like of course whatever works for you works for you um but I also think these practices are old and ancient and if we have reverence for you know how they were created and the power behind the like this the sacred aspects of these practices I think is really nice to you know hold reverence for it so hopefully that makes sense what I just said um, so I had a really amazing, uh, call with my fellowship, my spiritual fellowship this morning. And, um, there was a few things from that, that I, that really like resonated that I wanted to share with you guys. Cause they, it prompted a lot of thoughts and introspection and emotions and all the things. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, so the main thing is, that just fucks me up in the best way is what is the thing my soul needs me to do right now that I'm currently ignoring what is the thing my soul needs me to do right now that I'm currently ignoring (laughs) and there's a lot that comes up with that and I think at least for me there's some immediate answers and it just kind of creeps up and it's like fuck There's just these things that I've been putting off that I know I need to do, but either I'm scared or I'm just not feeling confident in my abilities or whatever it is. So I just invite you guys to journal that out or just sit with that and see what comes up for you because it's super powerful. Also something that I've just been thinking about is how amazing our bodies are as, uh, as signals and the, the signals that our body gives us are very very powerful and really clue us into what's going on sometimes with our soul and like when we lie to ourselves we can feel that in our body like when our mind is telling ourselves a lie that we know is not really truth we kind of can feel that in our body so it's like I don't know I'm trying to think of an easy example like if you have something you really dream of doing and you just say oh no I can't do that like I'll never be able to do that I'm not it's not possible for me or I'm stuck here forever I'll never live a good life like those kind of things I think in our body we can feel like no that's not true there's just uh, there's a little spot that it comes up and lets us know that that's not actually our truth so I think it's really amazing and powerful to tap into that and really tap into what our body's telling us um, in all aspects of life like if this person is not, you know, their energy is not for your highest good and it brings you down, you'll probably be able to feel that in your body. Like there's certain people that I've noticed I get really anxious around, or I am really distracted, or I'm like picking my fingers, my fingernails, or scratching, or I don't know. There's all these little subtle things that are clues for what is going on beneath the surface. And once we can Pay attention to those clues, be present in what our body's feeling, then we can go deeper and figure out what's really going on. So, um, where's my phone? That was the text that I sent out today on the community thing. If you guys haven't signed up for that yet, the number is just 425 307 4905, and I text you guys every day. Um, I think I already said this, but it's only available for the U.S. and Canada right now, sadly. I know I have a lot of international listeners, which is so fucking cool. I'd love to meet all of you guys one day. But for now, the text is only there. So um, like I said, I've been practicing channeling, which just basically means being open to receiving messages from a higher consciousness, from spirit or um, the universe or your spirit guides or angels or whatever you want to call it, God. Um, so I've been, you know, practicing that and I asked what message they wanted me to tell you guys (laughs) over text and what you needed to hear. So that's what the text was today. And it just is today's invitation, slow down and come home to yourself. The busy outside world will always be there waiting for you. The world inside you filled with your potential, your dreams, your memories, your emotions, and your soul are all waiting to be explored slowing down and becoming present allows this expansive inner world to be explored. So, um that's what the message was today and the main thing I guess I took away from that is slow down and come home to yourself. That was like the clear message um which I think is really beautiful because let's just say, you know, you work all day, you're out and about, you're stressed, you're you're you know, meeting a lot of people, you're talking, you're communicating, you're giving your energy here and there. There's so much going on in the outside world. Um, so many, you know, different types of stimulus and just energy swirling around. And then you come home from a long day and you, you know, get into your comfy clothes and you have a cup of tea and like hang out on the couch and relax. So like you're coming home and then if you can take it a step further, and really connect to yourself and become aware and present of how you actually feel, then you're not only coming home physically, but you're coming home to yourself, like spiritually and mentally and becoming present and how you really feel like, oh, okay, how did that interaction with my coworker make me feel today? Like, what are the emotions, you know, that I, I have sitting with me from my day or how does my body feel? Am I sore? Am I tired? Am I like needing some water or some nutritious food or some physical touch or comfort or like, what is it that I really need? Um, so if you can take like coming home a step further, I think it can be really expansive and, um, really powerful. So that, and then this other main thing that I got from my call today that I think is so, so beautiful and it really fucks me up because I think you guys know I've been like writing poetry lately and it's so fun sharing that with you all so thanks for listening to that but um so just this this notion of how can I be in this darkness as a poet so beautiful (laughs) because poets you know they make beauty in all of life they see the beauty in all of life the darkness and the stress and the shit and the confusion and the heartbreak and the the insecurities and jealousy and all of that, and they see that, and they turn it into something that's beautiful to read and to absorb. So poets, you know, they I guess they alchemize the darkness into something that's beautiful. So how can I see and how can I be in this darkness as a poet? Like when you're going through something really hard. Or you're helping someone else who's going through something really hard. How can you be in this darkness as a poet? How can you alchemize this darkness into something beautiful so that you can really get the full meaning of it, I suppose, and also just help, like especially if you're helping someone else going through something, being able to turn it into something beautiful um, might really change their perspective on it and change change you know everything and I think uh <laughs> not to go totally and do like death but um one of the beautiful things uh, about poetry is that reading like I just read this poem about from this woman who wrote this this really beautiful poem um when her dad was passing away and he was in hospice and she was sitting with him on his at his bedside as he was passing away and she wrote this incredible poem about that experience and it's like what else could possibly bring you into that experience with her and all the darkness and all the pain and all the beauty but poetry like poetry can just suck in all of these different aspects and all of these experiences and memories and emotions and just like put it into words that other people can read and digest and like be right there in that moment and have, and then it has a profound impact on the people reading it too. So like whatever this darkness is that you're experiencing, like can you sit in that and really feel into what it is and transform it into something that is beneficial and expansive for you and for others? Like what basically, I guess turning this This pain into something that is a tool or a lesson or, yeah, just an opportunity for growth and for expansion for others. How do I really say? I don't know. This is such a big topic, but like poetry is able to be received by anyone anyone in any walk of life who's open to receiving it like may they're probably not going through the exact same thing that you're writing about but yet they can find something that resonates that really sparks some emotion and feeling within them and reminds them of something that they've experienced so finding this darkness and being able to turn it into something that someone else can relate to is just really fucking amazing <laughs> and very powerful so that's my other invitation to you guys. Like, how can I be in this darkness as a poet? I think that's so beautiful and just, yeah, has me thinking about a lot of stuff. So, um, I'm just curious to see what you guys think about that. And obviously, again, all these things are like easier said than done, but I guess the other thing that I've really been thinking of is like, I kind of want to stop making these caveats or like having to make disclaimers for things in a way like you know oh yeah this is hard or I don't know because like all of it is hard you know if you really think about life there's a lot of hard things that just automatically go along with it and there's a lot of pain that goes along with it just by being born there's a lot of pain and a lot of darkness and like that is just how it is and I think acknowledging that and just being able to speak about that openly is really transformative and I guess I'm kind of I feel like by making all these caveats and making like making excuses for this darkness or like trying to dance around it isn't really doing anyone any favors including me and including you guys like i i just feel like i want to be open about it and talk about it for what it is and then we can all just kind of feel into that and come to our own conclusions and then hopefully be able to transform it into something that is you know light light giving or illuminating and expansive uh i hope that makes sense like i just don't think caveats and disclaimers really help because it's just not l- it's it's uh it's basically in my opinion not allowing you to feel it fully because it's like a warning that something's coming and if you're warned then you're not going to feel whatever it is fully you already have a warning so you're a little bit on guard and you're on edge and you're not feeling whatever it is fully and these things need to be, f- everything needs to be felt fully. And the only way to heal pain truly is to feel it fully. And I've just been talking about this with my brother, who's been doing some major, major, major transformative work, working with um, somatic therapy and like healing childhood trauma and this incredible, incredibly, incredibly deep stuff. And the, the way to heal all of that is to feel it fully. And so giving yourself these... It's like uh, not like a get-out-of-jail-free card, but it's just... It's a way to kind of, yeah, I guess bypass feeling the feeling fully. So um, I'm just... And for myself too, like when I'm talking about these things with my friends or like with my loved ones, I always give a little caveat or disclaimer. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be really out there. Yeah, this is kind of dark and intense. I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, why don't I just share what I'm feeling, share my truth and like the fullness of what I'm feeling and let them accept it as they can. Like, I don't need to be making disclaimers ahead of time. Like, why don't I just give them the opportunity to meet what I'm saying fully wherever they're at right now because I think that's really what honors them and gives them the opportunity for growth as well as with you guys like if I'm making disclaimers it doesn't give you the opportunity to meet what I'm saying with your fullest truest self so hopefully that makes sense Um, (laughs) because one of the things that I really love about my fellowship is that everyone comes with such vulnerability and such honesty and there's no fucking like there's no two-stepping around what's really going on and what the real emotion behind it is and all of and what's able to come out of all of these exchanges with people is so fucking beautiful and like transformative and it's because they're not holding back and they're not making disclaimers and they're not you know holding this judgment over themselves that or with others like they're not assuming that this other, the other person, the exchange can't hold what they're trying to share. Hopefully this makes sense. I know this is kind of like getting a little bit, um, I don't even know the right word, but hopefully that makes sense. So, um, okay. The other thing I just have a lot to talk about this week, I guess. Fuck. Um, (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Zola. I have an incredible offer to tell you about from Zola. You can join 1 million couples who've planned their weddings with Zola. What is Zola, anyway? Um, They make wedding planning easier and less stressful by creating everything couples need all in one place. Wedding vendors, save the dates, invitations, free websites, registry, and more. Zola pre-screens vendors and makes personalized recommendations based on your style, budget, and more. Zola will even start a conversation with any vendor of your choice, which makes it so much smoother. Zola also has hundreds of beautiful, affordable save-the-day and invitation designs. You can order free samples beforehand to get a feel for them in person, which is so nice. They even have a built-in registry service. You can add cash funds, experiences, and gifts all in one place. Basically Zola makes one of the most stressful jobs wedding planning a bajillion times easier. That way you can focus on how special your day is going to be and not how difficult it is to find a vendor, pick an invitation design or customize your registry. Go to Zola.com slash acting today and use promo code save 50. That's save five zero to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get free personalized paper samples before you purchase. That's Zola.com slash acting promo code save 50, save five zero. Thanks, Zola. The other thing that has really been impactful for me is learning about nonviolent communication. And I think if let me just grab this book. Actually, it's over on my bookshelf. Okay, so this book, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall B. Rosenberg, um, is I've heard about this a lot. My mom studied nonviolent communication or went through some type of nonviolent communication course when I was in like middle school, I think. And I remember her talking about it and I've heard about it. But reading the book has really, really been very impactful for me. And so far, it's been a quick read. So I absolutely recommend everyone read this book if everyone, this is added to my book list of like, if everyone in the whole world and society could read this book, we would have such a better world. This along with, um, uh, letting go and, um, Oh fuck. What's that one? Oh yeah. So yeah, this one, nonviolent communication, the coddling of the American mind, and I guess letting go, but yeah, I, for real though, uh, calling of the American mind, nonviolent communication, like those two, every fucking university, every high school, every, every scholarly place should have people read those because it's just so important, especially nonviolent communication. Like fucking a, if we learned, if teachers taught students in like elementary school, to start speaking and communicating their emotions like this, no, even before I'm elementary school, like this has got to start soon. Like parents, if parents knew how to teach their kids to communicate like this, the world would be so fucking different. And it's so, so amazing what can happen and what, like what truly hearing someone, uh, can do and just like truly holding the space for them. So, um, I would absolutely recommend everyone read this book. Um, I'm gonna just keep reading it and like keep coming back to it. And I and when I when we have kids, I want to really like uh, come up with some ways to teach them how to communicate their feelings like this. So yeah, one of the the biggest things right now on social media for, that I've experienced is that there's a dismissiveness of the other person just completely. It's like I've seen, sorry if you can hear the sirens. I don't know if you can. Um, I've seen that it's it's like, well, no matter what you say, you're wrong because this, this, and this. And no matter what you say, you're bad because this, this, and this. And that is an extremely violent way to communicate (laughs) extremely because how is the other person supposed to even talk? If, if it's been clear that you're shutting them down no matter what they do, and that does not create a dialogue, it does not create change, it does not create any possibility. It's just a cold, hard wall that just gets shut down. And so this book teaches you um, how to listen and communicate your feelings while still holding space for the other person to feel safe enough to communicate their feelings. Um and it's it's amazing. So, let's see. So this is the nonviolent communication process. This is just like a breakdown of how it goes. So it's the concrete actions we observe that affect our well-being, how we feel in relation to what we observe, the needs, values, desires, and etc that create our feelings and the concrete actions we request in order to re- enrich our lives. So let me find an example. So let me just read this little paragraph, I guess, from this. Um, This is an example of the author uh, teaching this to someone. So, another time when I was consulting for a school district, a teacher remarked, I hate giving grades. I don't think they are helpful and they create a lot of anxiety on the part of students. But I have to give grades. It's the district policy. We had just been practicing how to introduce language in the classroom that heightens consciousness of responsibility for one's actions. I suggested that the teacher translate the statement, I have to give grades because it's district policy, To, I choose to give grades because I want. She answered without hesitation. I choose to give grades because I want to keep my job. While hastening to add, but I don't like saying it that way. It makes me feel so responsible for what I'm doing. That's why I want you to do it that way, I replied. So basically, you're, you're fully accepting your responsibility for how you feel, in the sentence that you're communicating to someone you're not placing the burden of how you feel on s- to someone else like you know you're fully accepting how you feel as your truth and you're just sharing it like that it's not like you did this to me you did this it's like no no i feel like this um because that in that way it's able to be received because they don't feel like they're being attacked and um, he talks about so many like extreme conflict situations that this has been able to uh, help. Let's see. So I'm just going to read a few little blurbs that are on the side. Cause I think they're super, super important. So this chapter is called communication that blocks compassion. And the quote says, do not judge and you will not be judged for as you judge others. So you will yourselves be judged. That's from the Bible. Apparently very, important impactful quote like when you judge someone else you're judging yourself point blank period like (laughs) that's just how it goes um and so your judgments go out judgments will come back to you um it just works like that and so okay here are some little blurbs from this certain ways of communicating alienate us from our natural state of compassion in the world of judgments our concern centers on who is what Analysis of others are actually expressions of our own needs and values. Here's another little blurb. Sorry if I'm, this is like jumping all over, but it it says, if my partner wants more affection than I'm giving her, she is quote, quote, needy and dependent. But if I want more affection than she is giving me, then she is quote, aloof and insensitive. If my colleague is more concerned about details than I am, he is picky and compulsive. On the other hand, if I'm more concerned about details than he is, he is sloppy and disorganized. It is my belief that all such analysis of other human beings are tragic expressions of our own values and needs. They are tragic because when we express our values and needs in this form, we increase defensiveness and resistance among the very people whose behaviors are of concern to us. Or, if people do agree to act in harmony with our values, they will likely do so out of fear, guilt, or shame because they concur with our analysis of their wrongness. Okay, here's another little excerpt. I'm hoping this will give like a good example, but so it says, I regularly hear statements like, I wouldn't want you to get the wrong idea. I'm married to a wonderful man, but I never know what he's feeling. One such dissatisfied woman brought her spouse to a workshop during which she told him, I feel like I'm married to a wall. The husband then did an excellent imitation of the wall. He sat mute and immobile. Exasperated, she turned to me and exclaimed, see, this is what happens all the time. He sits and says nothing. It's just like living with the wall. It sounds to me like you are feeling lonely and wanting more emotional contact with your husband, I responded. When she agreed, I tried to show how statements such as, I feel like I'm living with a wall, are unlikely to bring her feelings and desires to her husband's attention. In fact, they are more likely to be heard as criticism than as invitations to connect with our feelings. Furthermore, such statements often lead to self-fulfilling prophecies. A husband, for example, hears himself criticized for behaving like a wall. He is hurt and discouraged and doesn't respond, thereby confirming his wife's image of him as a wall. The benefits of strengthening our feelings vocabulary are evident not only in intimate relationships, but also in the professional world. I was once hired to consult with members of a technological department of a large Swiss corporation. They were troubled by the discovery that workers in other departments were avoiding them. When asked, employees from other departments responded, "'We hate going there to consult with those people. It's like talking to a bunch of machines.'" The problem abated when I spent time with the members of the technological department, encouraging them to express more of their humanness in their communications with coworkers. Basically, it says to distinguish between what we feel and how we think others react or behave towards us. So instead of saying, I feel unimportant to the people with whom I work, that means you're assuming that they don't think you're important. You say, I feel sad or I feel discouraged when the people that I work with, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Like, Basically, it's just owning how you feel and then communicating that openly to start a dialogue instead of assuming things, assuming how others are feeling, putting on judgments and blame on others because if you just only own how you feel and your responsibility in the conversation and just are open to genuinely hearing how they feel and start a dialogue that, you know, leads with compassion and honesty, there's a much more likely chance that, the conversation will end in actual healing and resolution Um, because if the person is not feeling attacked, then they're much more likely to share. So I think this is so, so fucking amazing and I'm excited to keep reading. I'm um, like a third of the way through the book, but I just really highly recommend everyone to read it if they, they want to just learn how to communicate better. Basically, I think this is really important and I'm very excited about it. So... Last thing. um, I feel like I should draw a card. I got this new deck of oracle cards called the Angels and Ancestors Oracle Cards. um, And they're fucking beautiful. They're so beautifully drawn and they have a lot of the figures and archetypes that I kind of work with, like, in meditation. Um, Like, they have some protective angels and guardians and, um, like, different wise beings that I like to work with (laughs) so let me just draw a card for you guys they're so pretty if you guys can see on the video version I love the cards okay this is the card I guess let's see so the card is air guardian so pretty Let's see, let's see, let's see what we got going on. (sighs) So, air guardian, shift your perception. Pretty on point with what we were just talking about. Okay, air guardian, shift your perception. Change the way you think, and you will change your whole reality. The air guardian card represents the angels of the air element. Traditionally, air is all about thoughts, thinking, and everything that's happening in the mind. So these angels can help you to overcome any thoughts that have come back to haunt you from the past and to see the world more clearly. They are guiding you to change the way you think about certain situations, as this could be standing between you and greatness. When this card arises, it's an opportunity to learn about your way of thinking. You are being guided to recognize that not all you see is exactly the way you see it. Sometimes the mind can play games, and sometimes our perceptions can be wrong. If you are being challenged or feel like there is a lack of clarity and direction in your life at the moment, there is a good chance the way you are thinking or what you are focusing on has a lot to do with that reality. You're being guided to open your eyes and your mind, go beyond your limits you've set for yourself, and recognize that the way you see the world is how you will experience the world. Opportunities are moving in your direction, but they will only open up for you if you're ready to do the internal work to support them. Ooh, fire. I feel like that really goes along with everything I've talked about today. As usual, the guides do be on point. Thank you, guides. Um, Nice. I love this deck. I'm so happy I got it. Also, just other side note, I'm considering doing Reiki training. So, if any of you guys are Reiki masters or trained in Reiki, I would love to hear where you did the training, what your experience is. I definitely think I want to do in-person training, um, but I'm considering. I just want to build up a whole bunch of, a whole repertoire of a bunch of healing tools and certifications and things, so I can best serve you guys and others so that's the fucking tea and bad news um (laughs) there's not going to be a podcast next week because I simply did not get my shit together in time so I apologize for that but it's just going to be one week break um I'm going to Maui with my bestie girl Catherine on Tuesday and then I'm going to Austin with Sage for his work for a work trip and I don't have any time in between that would line up with having my editor have time to do it to do a podcast. And I didn't have time this week to record too. So I apologize. Um, but I guess you can take the time next week if you want to re-listen to some of your favorite episodes or just have a nice little break. But I promise I'll be back again very soon. And, um, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and tuning in and just, being down to explore our minds. I really need to change the description for the podcast because it definitely does not represent what it's turning into. And I also kind of want to change the cover art too, but that's a whole that's a whole damn thing. So, we'll see when that happens, but I love you guys. I am sending you so much love and light and just um thanks for listening to everything that I had to say. I hope it resonated and I will see you guys and talk to you guys very, very soon. Love ya. Thanks for listening. Bye.